Hello, Kyle. Hello, Melissa. We are here for the first episode of our June podcasts. Absolutely. And we are diving into talking about the current recruitment and retention challenges that our club our clubs are facing. We've heard this from so many members, um, you know, as they reopen and as they get back to uh, full strength, mm-hmm. uh, full teams, the, the difficulty in recruiting and retaining employees. And, and obviously, we know it's a multifaceted issue, but we really wanted to talk to some success stories in the industry about what tips and tricks they have. Mm-hmm. So we were excited to line up a couple of really great interviews. Uh, first up, for, first off from the West Coast, David Conforti, PGA, the general manager in Palos Verdes Golf Club in Palos Verdes, California. And he talks a lot about, um, you know, what he's doing to make their club competitive, you know, changes that they've made in policies, benefits that they're offering, just really, you know, and, and what sources he's really using to, to reach those folks. Um, and then we got to talk to our friends right here in the lovely state of Virginia from the Country Club of Virginia. Um, yeah, they uh, our, our friends down at CCV um, were recently honored with um, being named one of the top workplaces um, in Richmond. And this is an incredible honor, but it was also sort of an interesting story as to how they made the decision to even go for this recognition and what kind of um, thought went into that and then ultimately what has come of receiving that recognition. So we we sat down with um, their assistant general manager, Ann Strin, CCM, and Tom Prest, who is their director of human resources, to talk a little bit about what that experience has been like and uh, some, some of their, again, tips and tricks for hiring and, you know, making their workplace one of the best in the state of Virginia, which is pretty exciting. (laughs) Absolutely. So without further ado, let's dive in and talk to the experts. David, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, Can you tell our listeners where you are calling in from? Calling in from Palos Verdes Golf Club in sunny Los Angeles, California. Oh, beautiful. I bet you're going to, I know it's early there, but I bet you're going to have a beautiful day. We're expecting rain here all weekend on the East Coast. Well, we'll get some rain too come November. <laughs> so David, tell tell us, how are you doing today? We're doing great. Uh, as with, I'm sure, all of my colleagues around uh, the country in this business, we're excited about things opening up and you can feel the groundswell of excitement amongst the membership and the staff that things are normalizing and you know, the members are like being kids again, coming back to be able to play with their toys unabashedly. So it's just, it's it's a great time here at the club. Absolutely. It's so great for everything to open up and everybody to, to get back to, uh, get to get back to normal, as we say. So tell us about your club. What, may, what makes it a special place? Well, it all starts with the people. Um, the, the members are amazingly grounded. You know, there's a level of affluence here as there is at many private clubs, but you just, you wouldn't know it. Uh, we have a very South Bay, LA beach vibe, which means it's a very laid back membership, very personable. Uh, there are wonderful professional relationships in place with so many staff members and uh, it starts with the people. And it's not just the members, but it's the staff as well. A lot of long timers mixed in with a lot of fresh new managers to set wonderful updated uh, directions for the club. Um, It's the people that just make the place. And from there, 
uh, it adds to a wonderful um, way for us to just provide great experiences across the board where the staff is happy to provide wonderful and memorable experiences and the members just gobble it up. That's awesome. So other than your golf course, what other amenities do you feature at your club? We have uh, terrific dining. We've had a new, well, newish executive chef. He's been in place for just over two years now, and he's turned our culinary program on its head. And we have a growing fitness center as well with, um, with some programming too. So we're trying to add more amenities and programming so that we can appeal to the broader family unit and so far so good. So we've had a lot more family activity uh, at the club over the past year and a half, two years, pandemics notwithstanding. Absolutely. And, and with all of those additional amenities, I'm sure that has increased your need for expanding your staff team. Um, one of the challenges that we're hearing across the board from CMAA members and, and across our greater industry and, and definitely across the hospitality space, and I, I think you can't open up a, a newspaper without hearing this question, um, you know, about the challenges of recruiting right now and retaining your staff team. Um, you know, I had the privilege, David, you were part of the BMI club management uh, uh, last month, back in April, um, a virtual program, and I had the privilege to, to talk with so many of our participants about this challenge. So tell us what is working for you? How are you, how are you working through all of this kind of chaotic uh, recruitment environment? Well, it goes to show you that the old adage um, that you don't want to sound like cliche, that it's all about the people. It is clearly all about the people. We could have the nicest facilities in the world, offer the best programming in the world with members who are willing to pay for services, but if you don't have the people to provide those services, then you you know, you know can't get off the ground. So uh, it starts with our reputation as a club. Uh, I think that the reputation has grown in the South Bay as being uh, employee friendly uh, with a lot of things that we do for our employees. So it starts with that. Um, but with some of the layoffs that we had to do last year, we, like other clubs, have had a hard time trying to recruit some, some folks. So it's uh, one platform I would highly recommend to fellow club professionals out there is careerplug.com. And we found this recently, instead of just posting on Indeed, for example, this takes up to a half, you can create a post and that software will create that post for up to six different websites. Um, so you're not having to plug and play uh, in different websites and even having to search for different websites. The platform will help you do that. So that has really helped us try to attract more talent uh, and get more resumes in, which has been, you know, obviously our number one goal before we can move on from there. Uh, there are a number of different things. Should I keep rattling them off or or uh, should should I take a breath? No, please, please, David. I, I was going to say, I'm just write, I was writing that website down and I hadn't heard of it. So it's, I think it's a great resource. Um, and, and so tell us a little bit more. What else are you doing? Gosh, and it's, you know, some of this is creative. Some of this, um, I'm sure that uh, my peers have thought of before, but we're, one of the focuses that we've had in all of our, um, alerts has been a real focus on work-life balance. And I think this pandemic over the last year has taught those of the workforce who, you know, either had to or got to spend more time with their family, the importance of such. So uh, we're looking at starting uh, full-time staff with four-day work weeks instead of five, just to get their feet wet and get them back into a normal working schedule. Speaking of schedules, we're offering flexible schedules 
even if it's come in in the morning, take four hours in the middle of the day, you can regroup with your family, you can do some errands, you can take a break, and then come back in for an evening shift. We're offering more paid holidays uh, than our normal half dozen per year. We're even offering an extra week off for the first year um, so that they don't feel like, oh, it's gonna take so long to uh, accrue some vacation time or even truncating the accrual process uh, for getting vacation time in place. Typically, we uh, they have to wait 90 days before they start accruing hours. We're just eliminating that right away. So after a month of work, they've already got uh, several hours of vacation time accrued. So we're we're trying to be mindful to everybody out there. And you know, to me, one of the most fascinating debates is, and there is no answer yet, is is the are the challenges we're going through now going to be long lasting or is it going to be temporary in short term? And we just won't know if this represents a lifestyle shift uh, here in the country or if this is just a, a, a burp and we'll, we'll, we'll know, you know, within a few months. I think that's such an important point, you know, that we, we talk about this as a chaotic time, you know, the post-COVID, but is this really a disruption is the, in the market? You know, is this going to be a new way of doing things um, that, that really impacts, you know, across the hospitality space? David, tell us, you know, we talked so much about recruiting. Um, is this helping to retain your current staff? You know, you talked about being kind of an employer of choice, which is so important. Um, you know, I, I always say the adage a lot, all politics is local, but all of this is local, right? You know, it's all about the reputation of your facility. And, and you know, I work at, I work here and it's a great place to work and, and people sharing that across the space. So how, how are these changes impacting your current employees as well? Well, you know, it's a great question. Our current employees seem seem happy. I certainly can't dictate for them. And it's I've always been a manager to acknowledge their efforts every day. And and one thing I have to check myself on is I hope that it sounds genuine every day when I thank them for being here. Thank you them for a great job. You know, spending a couple minutes with them. Uh, our executive chef has told me on more than one occasion. David, the kitchen staff loves when you pass through the kitchen. You know, whether I'm there to watch the line just hum and 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 just and create their wonderful dishes on our busy Friday evenings, or just coming to check in on check in on them during prep time, they just like when I'm down there. And so I'm doing my best to be even more visible with the staff and show them as much appreciation as we can. And interestingly, before the pandemic started, uh, we've worked to enhance our uh, employee recognition programs. So we're really excited about that too, through spot awards, uh, dinners out now that we can do that again, even tickets to events again, now that we can do that again. So it's it's not constant, but it's almost continual recognition and, and time spent with the staff. And it's, I cannot be more proud of them. Um, they could take different routes and decide they don't want to work so hard, or maybe they want to take advantage of some government programs with some of the you know the federal stimulus out there and and it's it's it seems like they are feeling my pride in them and then the pride of all of their managers as well absolutely well and i'm sure you talked earlier about your members and your membership base and i'm sure they're very uh, appreciative of having that um, having your team the right team in place well there's a glow about them um it is Christmas Day all over for them, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, renewed golf course access through, you know, some folks being able to travel and go into their offices again, or, you know, we're still at 50% capacity indoors, though that's changing soon. Um, they are so happy to be back. 
And again, it's it's a universalism amongst the club industry. They feel safest here. And it's great that they feel that way. They get complete transparency from my staff and I as to what we're doing. Uh, and then, of course, we'd love to hear how we can make it better for them. But they're so pleased to be back and uh, rekindling, again, the personal slash professional relationships with our serving in front of house staff is just, uh, it's a, you know, it goes back to your first question. How are things at the club? It's just, it's a wonderful time. Uh, there is something about normalcy that as human beings, we probably all took for granted that now all of us are just um, uh, reveling in. I like that. You know, one of the questions that um, we often get asked and, and I love to ask our guest is what's your why for the club industry? You know, you talk about, you know, your, the pride your employers are taking in work. What about you, David? What's your why? It's once again, it goes to the people. Um, I have this service gene in me and I think in this business, you either have it or you don't. And and if you don't, no problem. That That is okay. And it just means that there are other vocations that might be more optimal, but if you, if you have it, you don't think too much about the hours. You don't think too much about some of the expectations on you by members and staff, and you want to please and make better. And by having that passion for service, it makes you more creative. It makes you more caring. Um, it makes you want to make your facility the best around, and that is in terms of people. If I am able to create experiences, help create experiences, it's my staff who's doing it i'm just trying to be a little bit of a of a you know conductor of an orchestra uh then it really creates for some amazing feeling when i go home every night and um i just i i can't imagine any other way can't imagine being in another industry it is about taking great care of even greater people i love that well, David, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. We really appreciate your time and your perspective. And I definitely think there's some great nuggets in here for us for recruitment tips and tricks as we move forward. It has been my pleasure. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Hello, all. We are so excited today to uh, speak with our two guests, Ann Stren, CCM, the Assistant General Manager, and Tom Prest, the Director of Human Resources at the Country Club of Virginia in lovely Richmond, Virginia. Entering the competition for the first time this year, the Country Club, one of the largest in the country, placed number third in the top workplaces in the large company category, as honored by the Richmond Times-Dispatch. We're going to read a couple of uh, entries from when employees were asked why they love their jobs. These are just a couple of the samples, but uh, they blew me away when I saw the press release, and I think they're going to blow our listeners away, which is why we had to talk to Tom and Ann um, about the secret sauce. So I'm challenged every day with new opportunities in a setting where the members and staff work together for the common good. I can create and implement ideas for membership and staff to make the club successful. I have the right amount of oversight to be creative in my job and to get the things my departments need to do. I am grateful for the opportunity to be a full-time fitness instructor with benefits. That is so rare. The management is the best I have ever had in a workplace. I mean, that's just a mic drop right there, right there. Um, and there's never a dull moment, always something new and excited, exciting. And lastly, honestly, it's the best place I have ever worked. From management to the staff and membership, it is nothing but friendly and professional. Anne and Tom, we are so glad to have you with us today to talk about this topic 
Um, so tell us, how are you doing? And let's start with you. We are doing great. You know, nothing like a little pandemic to get uh, get the juices flowing and, and get things going. Um, so we're doing great. Thanks for having us today. Yes, thanks for having us, Melissa. We're just really honored by those comments that you, you read, the quotes that you read. And I've been here about two years, and it has definitely been one of the most exciting uh, but challenging times of my career. So we look forward to, to talking today. So touching on tenure, um, Tom, you just mentioned two years. And how long have you been at the Country Club of Virginia? So I have been at the Country Club um, of Virginia for, I'm in my 14th year um, of service um, on this go round. Um, I actually have worked at CCV twice. Um, I was an intern in college and worked here for six years um, after college and then went and worked at several other country clubs around the country for around eight or nine years and then came back and have been back for, um, it'll, it's I'm in my 14th year. That's, that's always a good sign when you come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for all the reasons that, you know, I came back for all the reasons that you, you know, you stated in those comments. I can wholeheartedly say that, you know, I feel the same way and, and it was a major driver for why I came back to, to work at the club. See, we have an anecdotal example with us right here today. It's exactly. perfect. It's so true. Tom and I were talking about that when we were getting ready for this, that, you know, we sort of are um, just by nature of having the two of us talking about, you know, kind of this strategic decision to kind of enter into this, you know, top workplace thing. It's sort of the new and Tom being here 10 years and me who has been in the club industry for, I guess, 26 now. And you kind of have to kind of have to roll with it and change things and, and think of things a little differently. Absolutely. So tell us about the Country Club of Virginia and what makes it a special place. Well, CCV is truly a special place for many reasons. If you look at our uh, buildings and grounds, our golf courses, our racket sports, they're just first rate. And it takes people to keep these uh, facilities up to such a high quality. Uh, our general manager, Phil Keister, has said on many occasions that although the, the buildings are really just empty shells without the people in them and, and that is so true and that's what uh, truly makes us special are our members and our staff and that's why this award top workplace award is so special because it was our staff who answered the confidential surveys and their responses were what got us in a, a top workplace award so Good. So, you know, one of the things talked about in your top workplace profile, which we'll share on our uh, link to uh, to the full story on our show notes, um, you know, those responses from your employee team were were stellar. Uh, you know, definitely what you know all of us want for a, a workplace. So, tell us about your club's motto and how that's reflected in, in the guiding principles you use within the club on that to ensure that consistency across such a large team. 
So our motto is an evolution to excellence through continuous improvement. Um, it's something that has been part of our culture for many, many years. Um, you know, when we talk about evolution, it's really an it's an ongoing journey that you you never achieve. I mean, you're always striving for that next level of excellence. And we just love that because we're constantly we're constantly trying to get better and constantly trying to do things differently. Um, and it's really just all about that path and that, you know, that strive to improve. Um, I think that, you know, it's simple. The motto um, is simple and it's um, easy for staff to to connect with and to resonate. Um, it resonates with them. And I think really during this last year, you know, it was reiterated to us through our members and our interaction with, with our members that it is the little things that matter so much. You know, even though a lot of the things that we weren't able to do during COVID, so we weren't able to do some of the big things, but we could do some of the little things and make those positive improvements, um, you know, kind of over the year and, and special and, more personal interactions and and things that things of that nature you know we train our staff and you know tom can really speak to this as well we train our staff that we just try to get a little bit better every day you know we ask that you try new things we try to celebrate our mistakes um, we try not to to you know harbor too much on the things that don't work and and just empower them to make a memory and so that's really what the evolution to excellence is all about I think one other thing, you know, is we do try to have incremental improvements, small improvements every day, but in the pandemic, we really, some days had to make big improvements, like almost overnight, and adjust and adapt. And that's really added to our repertoire of, uh, of resources in terms of how we're responding. So historically, we've, always worked on getting better one tenth of one percent every day type of uh, you know uh, like that way but also we've taken great leaps too when we needed to and it's been it's made a big difference and i think too the other thing that i would add to that something that you know this current hiring environment or hiring pandemic or crisis or whatever you know people are calling it we've had to learn to work more efficiently and with less resources and i think that that you know that's just a different type of evolution um, and a different type of achieving excellence and what that means can can change on a daily basis and like tom said just we've had to be flexible and in our motto and that being such a strong part of our culture has allowed us to be successful in that and you mentioned that the difficult kind of um, environment we're in right now and the hospitality labor market is just, you know, it's it's the top concern that we hear from all our listeners and our managers all the time. And that we know that employer employees really have a choice of where they want to work today. Um, and so how do you think um, receiving the award has helped you in advancing those recruitment efforts? Yeah, I'm going to let Tom talk mostly to that, um, but there's little doubt um, that we have benefited from that top workplace recognition. Um, you know, when it comes to a recruiting tool, having that has just, it's been a game changer. Tom, do you want to talk a little bit about our click rates on a, Indeed and that kind of thing? Sure. Uh, yeah, as we've, we've received the recognition a couple of months ago, and so we've been able to advertise that we're top workplace. Um, we know that you know it has made a difference because the statistics from Indeed, which is you know one of the top um, 
hosting services in the nation, we're number one in the Richmond area in terms of click rate. People click on us more than any other uh, culinary, in, in this case, line cooks is what we were really, really, you know, sort of challenged in terms of finding um, this to fill people to fill this position. Uh, we've had a very challenging seasonal hiring, you know, this year, and you know, sort of to tie back to the, you know continuous improvement, but also we've taken more risks. Like even for us to apply for a top work, workplace award was a, a a risk we probably wouldn't have taken in previous years. We've done some other things. We've had three job fairs here on on property. Uh, we've hired over 30 people from those job fairs. So those those have been 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 successful. Part of marketing those job fairs has also been to turn our staff who are willing into many recruiters. And one of the ideas that has worked well was to ask our staff if they wanted to, to post uh, our job fair flyer on social media, either Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Over 50 of our staff chose to do that in return, received a you know $20 gift card to Amazon. So uh, we tried some things we never would have tried before and they're working, although you know we're, we haven't arrived yet. We haven't finished hiring for our culinary positions. We're still working very hard at it. Uh, it's been successful to a degree. I think some of the other things that you know make us successful in terms of an employer of choice or things like job security. Uh, for example, during the pandemic, we paid our staff for six weeks uh, during that transition when nobody knew what was happening. Uh, that was something we did because we felt like it was an investment in our staff and because we care. And uh, we feel like that has paid some dividends. When soon after that, when we did have to furlough some staff, uh, we offered support services in terms of helping people uh, navigate the unemployment system. Uh, and we started pretty quickly bringing people back. Uh, and I think that was a, an exciting period for us. Uh, so word of mouth has been a big uh, thing that helped us. And, and our, also our culture is constantly evolving. So um, that experience we want it to be a great experience we want people to know that we care offer great pay and benefits those are the things that we're striving for so what has the member response been to the award so obviously you focused a lot on your employees but what do your members uh, think about the notoriety and, and receiving the award yeah so melissa that's been an interesting you know an interesting one and as we as tom mentioned earlier um you know five years ago even we may not have have tiptoed into this environment where we were kind of seeking this public recognition as a top workplace um, because like you know probably most of the listeners on you know on this call we try to keep a low profile um, because we are private and we've just always been traditional and you know certainly our staff receive um you know awards and are recognized for their um achievements but kind of as an organization this was a new space for us to be you know kind of playing in um so you know we didn't we we made that strategic decision as a team to go ahead and you know to go ahead and, and enter into this and you know it is somewhat of a vulnerability because it is 
all voted on by your staff. I mean, your staff have to, there's a confidential survey and they have to say good things about you in order to, you know, in order for you to receive the um, award. So you kind of put yourself out there that way. You know, obviously I think we, we knew and hoped that our staff was pretty happy, but you never know how that's gonna, you know, how that's gonna turn out. So, um, so that was a little bit of a risk in and of itself. Um, you know, and then and then when you couple it with putting, you know, things out in kind of in the newspaper and you, know, you just sort of invite some of that, um, you know, you sort of invite people to take a look, a little different look into your organization. Um, and so we didn't send out kind of a mass email to the members um, about it, but there was this great article, like section, pull out section of the newspaper and, and the members, I think, certainly read the newspaper and they saw the big headline and saw the big, you know, the big article and they were super proud. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we often talk about right now at the Country Club of Virginia is that really at no other time have we had the amount of pride in membership. And I think also from a staff perspective, um, but the question you were asking is about members. And I think, you know, that point of pride for members in their club right now is so huge that this was just, you know, kind of the icing on the cake for them. And they, we've gotten several great emails um, from members who congratulating the staff and, you know, and just really acknowledging what a, what a great thing that they think it is. So I think, you know, our, our, real award, you know, certainly the top workplace award, it helps in recruiting and it helps in all of those things. And it's certainly hugely valuable in that way. For us, our real award is when our members come to the club and they're so happy with their service. And, and I think having this award as a recruiting tool just helps us continue to, you know, to evolve the member experience. So it's been, it's been very positive. You touched there a little bit on your staff response. You know, obviously for them, I think there's probably pride in 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 having it validated. I mean, the the you know the comments are stellar. Um, and and so is that the overall feeling from your from your staff team in talking about this? Yes, I think our our staff take a lot of pride in in their work. Uh, really, sort of, I see our core value is I would say is excellence. And we all strive for that day, the staff and uh, the leadership. Um, and we want to provide an, an excellent member experience, which I believe we do. Uh, I see it happening every day. Um, the one thing that Top Workplace has done sort of from a recruiting side is we know for a fact that candidates have chosen us over other employers because of the Top Workplace Award. In fact, I was just talking with our recruiter this morning and he was like, yeah, she's she's going to come work here because that is a key factor. So um, it's nice to have that recognition. Um, and we know like that, you know, in the hospitality industry, we are treating our employees well. And, you know, in terms of pay, uh, we really had to look at pay, uh, especially in the calling and make some adjustments. Another thing, another thing we've done is, which we've never done before, is offer sign-on bonuses. And, uh, so those are things, just you know, for those positions that we're doing to 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 continue to be successful, although with challenges. But um, it's been um, a really positive thing for us, I think, throughout the whole organization. Well, we 
congratulate you um, and the entire team at the Country Club of Virginia. It sounds like an amazing place to work and we hope to get the opportunity to, uh, to visit you all in person at some point in the future. Um, and we can wish you all the best on a continued um, successful seasonal recruiting um, session. Yeah. Thank you. And you're welcome anytime. <laughs> we'll add it, we'll add it to that. the list. Yeah. Well, great interviews. And I hope everybody got a lot out of those, uh, th that perspective. So just a couple of announcements before we wrap up the first June episode. Uh, first off, you know, as we talk about recruiting and retention, we'd be remiss if we did not mention Club Careers, which is CMAA's own offering of career resources and tools. We have information and services for members, non-members, search firms, and clubs looking for professional management personnel. So if you're not, if you're looking for a job, or you're looking to post a job, uh, Club Careers is really the place to get started. Uh, for our members, the management openings list, known as the colloquially and fondly as the MOL, <laughs> um, you know, is, is really that resource for those GM, COO, club man, clubhouse manager positions, um, a great resource, and that's a member-only benefit. Um, there's also the mid-management career opportunities listing, which is more, uh, you know, more mid-management, uh, you know, positions as well, and that's available to anyone. Um, and then we also have a very active internship listing. So if you're looking for interns, um, or if you're an, a you're student, a student. <laughs> looking for internship possibilities, and obviously you're probably already booked in where you're going to be this summer, but it's a great uh, resource to find future ones. So, um, you know, there's a lot of great tools here, and I encourage you to, to take a look. You can find it on the careers tab on our website or cma.org slash careers. Or if you have any questions, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call Karen Woody, who is our career guru. Um, she'll give you all the resources. Uh, she talks very frequently to members, but also to um, club boards as they're looking to post their next opening. Um, so she's a great wealth of information. I encourage you to reach out. Um, we also have resume services and coaching available through club careers. Um, and these are great things to take advantage of. You never know when your resume needs to be updated. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about our coaching resources uh, next month um, when we talk with our coaches uh, about some of the tools and, and what coaching is and what coaching isn't and what you can get out of it no matter where you are in your career. Absolutely. Um, we can't speak highly enough of our, our friends, Kevin McDonald and Shelly McDougall. We love our coaches and we, we hope that you take advantage of that opportunity um, and benefit to you as, as members. Another quick announcement that we have is that the Communication Summit registration is open. And I believe we mentioned this last month, but we will continue to mention it until it's, it's over and done with. Uh, this is a great opportunity uh, to join some communications peers for a three-day event held in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Twin Cities area uh, will be visiting three top clubs in the area and this summit is designed for professionals who directly manage or oversee the communications and marketing efforts at their clubs. Um, and if you're looking to learn more about you know, your whether it's best practices for communications for clubs of all sizes, large, medium, and small, or you want to get into the nitty gritty of, of talking about maybe how to deal with some more some of these more tricky uh, communications issues, particularly 
as we've seen lately around issues of diversity and inclusion, you know, how do we think about our language and the way that we communicate um, to our communities and our members um, while being cognizant of how our words may impact people? So the Communication Summit registration is open. You can find that online at cma.org summits. And we look forward to seeing you in Minneapolis. I'll be there with a smile on my face and looking forward to seeing people in person for the first time in a very long time. So uh, take, take a few minutes, check it out. If you can't go, but you would like your communications staff to go, uh, there is non-member registration available as well. So we encourage everyone to take a look and sign up. Absolutely. And speaking of in-person events, we are so excited. The registration for the Leadership and Legislative Conference has just launched. Ooh. So adapt, evolve, improve. That's our official 2021 theme. Our members, our chapters, our leadership, and our organization have evolved. And that and our 2021 Leadership and Legislative Conference, September 12th through the 14th, will provide you the opportunity to continue your evolution. You're going to be able to engage in interactive programs, workshops, breakout sessions, and entertaining networking experiences designed specifically for aspiring, current, and sustaining club industry leaders. So come together live and in person to celebrate our successes and share our challenges at the historic Mayflower Hotel in Washington, D.C. Those dates, again, are September 12th through the 14th. Um, and you can find more information right on our website to get registered and join the fun. I'm really excited about some of the surprises we have in store. Uh, stay Stay tuned and we'll tell you more about those next month. I'm really excited about the banana bread at the Mayflower though, Melissa. I, it, is, it is really, really good. I have to tell you, like the, the, the banana bread is to die for. Can't wait. Well, uh, everyone, thank you for listening to us ramble on this month, but <laughs> for this episode this month, excuse me, we will be back shortly next week with another episode um, on a similar topic, uh, in fact, um, and we'll be talking to um, Dr. Matt Samuel, who is a professor at Johnson & Wales University in Providence, Rhode Island. He's actually one of our faculty advisors to the student chapter there, as well as being a wonderful contributing faculty member um, in the research that he has been doing. Um, and we will chat with him about person organization fit and organizational culture, which I think ties in really nicely to this conversation that we had today about recruitment and retention. All of these things are related, but please join us next time, next week <laughs> for that episode. Um, but until then, I'm Kyle, that's Melissa, and thanks for listening to Let's Talk Club Management. We will talk to you again soon. Bye. Take care.